The pre-med path can be super confusing. If you'd love some help on your path or on your applications, use the promo code PMY for pre-med years, PMY over at medicalschoolhq.net and get some help from some of our experts, former directors of admissions, admissions officers, other experts. We have a small team ready to help you today. Again, that's promo code PMY to get a discount on our services at medicalschoolhq.net. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm gonna show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. In the Medical School Headquarters podcast, session number 146. Hey, this is Z-Dog MD, rapper, physician, legendary turntable health revolutionary, and part-time gardener. And you're listening to the Medical School HQ podcast, hosted by the irredeemably awesome Ryan Gray. Hello and welcome to the Medical School Headquarters podcast where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your pre-med success. I am your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. If you're struggling with the MCAT, go to freemcatgift.com and download our free report for you to help you guide you on your MCAT journey. Again, that's freemcatgift.com. Today is going to be a solo episode with uh, me, myself, and I helping you realize what some of the biggest mistakes are during the medical school interview. Now, as I'm recording this, it's the beginning of September of 2015, and I've been doing a lot of mock interviews, both one-on-one and through the academy. And it's students preparing for their medical school interviews that are coming up. And there are a lot of common mistakes that get made. And so I want to try to help you fix those things before you head off to your interview. And we'll, we'll cover a bunch of different things and I'll talk about why they're mistakes and maybe uh, some things on how to fix them. So the, the first big mistake as you are in the interview process, is sounding too rehearsed. When when you get asked a question, and if, if it sounds like you're reading a script from the inside of your head, that's not good. This is supposed to be a conversation between you and your colleague, and it's supposed to flow back and forth. It's not supposed to sound like you're reading that script. One of the problems that that occurs when you have such a strict, scripted answer is if the interviewer throws you off or if you get thrown off somehow, you're going to falter because it's going to be hard to find your place in your head in that script that you just had. And so you need to be able to, to discuss and talk about everything that's going to happen during the interview you need to know it all down pat. 
like you've rehearsed it 500 times, and hopefully you have rehearsed it, not not necessarily 500 times, but hopefully you have rehearsed it many, many times, but rehearsed it enough so that you know what the key points are, and you don't have to be scripted. You know what point one, point two, point three are that you want to get across, and you can fill in the rest kind of ad lib. That's how it should sound, and that's what you need to work on as you're preparing for these medical school interviews. Now, one of the biggest questions that gets asked, one of the most important questions that gets asked is the, so tell me about yourself question. It's a very easy, very open-ended question that the majority of interviewers are going to ask you because it tells them so much about you. It tells them how you're able to respond and put together your thoughts for an open-ended interview. It, it can tell them about some of your values and your, your competencies with communication with this question. And the biggest mistake that I see that students make in answering this question is, number one, sounding too rehearsed, which is what we talked about in the first spot. But number two... They sound like they're reading their application or their resume. They're going step by step. Uh, Let me give you an example here. So uh, I recently did an interview uh, with a student in the academy, and I I started the interview, so tell me about yourself. And his response was, well, I grew up in this town, uh, and then I went to college, and I did X, Y, Z, and then I went to um, to this job, and I worked for this long, and then I started volunteering and, and did this, and then I really wanted to, to pursue medicine, so I went back and did my post back and did that and this. That's not how you should be answering the tell me about yourself question. They have your application in front of them. They know all of this information that you're regurgitating to them. You shouldn't be regurgitating your application or your resume. This is your opportunity to tell them something exciting. Show them what you've done. Show them, tell them something memorable about you. What's your favorite hobby? What's your favorite sport? Where's the like coolest place you've ever been to uh, growing up? Something that they're going to remember you by. Something that somebody else isn't going to say. That's who you are. Do you have, are you a twin? Are you a triplet? Are you, do you have cool family stories? Whatever it may be, that's your opportunity to shine. Now, a, a simple one here, and not necessarily interview related but interview day related is dressing appropriately you want to be memorable during your interview day but you don't want your clothes to be what's memorable about you dress neutral wear a suit and 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 don't be crazy that's it and shave for men shave uh if if you don't have a beard shave if you do have a beard it's fine if you keep the beard um, just groom it. All right, that's that's an easy one. So another one is during the interview, and and there's a couple here in a row that that are all kind of tied together. But during the interview, you're not taking the time to think 
before you answer the question. When, when an interviewer is asking a question, he or she may pause, and you may think that's your opportunity to jump in and start answering it because as you're listening to them ask the question, you're already formulating your response, or maybe you have the response already because you've practiced it and rehearsed it enough, and you're just ready to get it out of your mouth. But their pause might not be the time to start answering the question. Maybe they're pausing to think how they're going to finish asking the question or, or twist the question in some way. So make sure that you're, you're not answering the questions too quickly, that, that you're not taking the time to think, that you're not interrupting the interviewer. Um, you need to take a pause after the interviewer asks the question. Ask yourself, did I understand what he or she just asked me? If not, ask for for clarification. That's fine. If you need to pause for a little bit longer because it's a hard question or maybe something that you haven't thought of before, go ahead and say that that's something that I, I need to think about for a second. That's perfectly okay to do. And, and just sit there and think. What's worse is if you don't say anything and, and the interviewer asks you a question and all you do is go, well, um, um, well, or you start to answer it and then you stop and then you start over and then you stop and then you start over and, and it just makes it look like you're not able to, to kind of comprehend what's going on and be able to analyze it and spit out an answer. And and the interview, if you're at the interview, you have an opportunity, just like everybody else, to get into that medical school. They've thoroughly vetted you to that point. Your grades are good enough. Your MCAT's good enough. Your personal statement, your extracurriculars, they're all good enough. You have an interview. Interview interview spots are limited. They're a precious resource for that medical school. So if they're offering you an opportunity to interview, this day, the interview day, is your opportunity to show them that your application, who's on that application, who's written about in the letters of rec, who's written about in your personal statement, who's written about on all the extracurricular activities, they want to make sure that what they see on paper is who you are in person and that you can can show up on time to the interview, that you can dress appropriately, that you can communicate clearly, that you have some sort of empathy, that you're friendly with everybody. This is the kind of stuff that they're looking for. And so this is your opportunity to to do that. So take the time, take a pause. Pausing is okay. Silence is okay. One of the things that happens if you don't take that moment to pause and think about what was asked is you don't stay on topic, and that's another issue with the medical school interview. When you don't stay on topic, you're going down rabbit holes that might not have been asked by the interviewer. And as soon as you go down a rabbit hole, that interviewer may start pulling a thread and, and start asking questions based on what you just said. And typically when you start going down rabbit holes, a lot of times we start stretching the knowledge of, of what we, we know and we start kind of saying things that we're really not sure it's true or really we really don't know all the facts of. 
And the interviewer is going to call you on that and, and start asking follow-up questions based on that. So answer what was asked of you and no more. That's, that's an easy way to stay safe. Another issue with the medical school interview is being negative, whether you think you are or you're not. If somebody asks you what your biggest challenge was with one of your grades on your interview, you may say, you know what, that teacher, he just was terrible and he had it out for me and and I did the best I could but everybody failed and he was just terrible. That's not the way to answer that question. If you did poorly in a class, you need to admit fault. You did something. Obviously, if you got a C, if you got a D, if you got an F, whatever it was, you did something to get that grade. And when an interviewer is asking you a question based on that, they're looking to see who you place blame on. And as long as you accept that result and talk about what you've learned about it, then that's okay. Again, you're at the interview. They accept your bad grade. You should too. Don't try to push blame on other people. Don't be negative about former bosses or classmates or teachers whatever it may be. And don't be, there's an easy trap to, to answering a question and have negativity built into your answer without you really realizing it. I was, uh, again, doing a, a mock interview recently, and I asked the student what, what were the cause of his less than stellar grades as he started his undergrad career. And he answered the question by saying he was unmotivated. And, and that, to me, as the interviewer, is a big red flag. That's a negative word that's describing this person. And it's a, it's a word that maybe they, they still are unmotivated. What's to prove to me that something's changed? Or what's to prove to me that they're not going to slip back into their unmotivated state. And so after the mock interview that I did, I brought up this fact. I said I brought up this this point. I said, "Look, this is how you answered this question." And to me, that's a very negative way of answering it. And we we distilled down some more and we talked about it some more and we we found the core of him being unmotivated was the fact that he was distracted. He was distracted because he had to work to pay for undergrad. He was distracted because he wanted to travel. And so he compressed a lot of classes into a shorter amount of time so that he could graduate early so he could travel. And so this is now how he answers the question. We just did a follow-up interview. And I brought up the same question and, and asked him about his grades. And he said, you know what? I was distracted during that time because of XYZ. And here's what I learned about it. And it just makes the biggest difference in the world uh, of having a very negative word of being unmotivated and turning it into distraction, turning it into a less negative word or a more positive spin on it. So be careful with, with that. There are some visual things that 
make an interviewer or interviewee strong or not strong. If you don't smile, that's a big red flag. You should, again, at the beginning I talked about this is supposed to be a conversation between you and your colleague. How, how can you relax so that you can put on a smile and answer questions and have that conversation no matter how stressed out you, you may be? You need to understand what your nervous tics are. If you have vocal pauses like um or mmm, if you have some other gestures that you do that get in the way of, of and just distract the interviewer from your actual answers and what you're actually saying, you need to, to understand what those are. And one other big one here is at the end of the interview, the interviewer is typically going to ask if you have any questions prepared. And you need to, to have good, solid, informed questions to ask. It shows that you're interested. It shows that you've done your homework, that you're prepared, that you care. It allows you to connect a little bit more with the interviewer because you may ask a question they've never heard before. Or you may ask a question and, and elicit a response from them or, or further conversation with them that they're going to remember when they go back to the, the admissions committee and, and speak on your behalf as to why you should have a seat in medical school, in that medical school. So everything I just talked about is those are some of the mistakes, some of the issues that I've seen a lot of as I've done these mock interviews with students. And the biggest mistake or the biggest I guess the biggest way of fixing all of this is to do a mock interview and the biggest mistake that students make is not doing a mock interview now what is a mock interview if you're if you're listening to this and you're at that stage of the application you've taken the MCAT most likely Unless you're like one of our Academy members, Jamie, who we just did a mock interview with, she's interviewing for an early acceptance so she doesn't have to take the MCAT, which is pretty cool. But uh, it, you've, the majority of students out there have, done the M, have taken the MCAT, and how you prepare for the MCAT is you take practice tests. That's all the mock interview is. It's a practice test for your real interview. You you get dressed up, you jump on a Skype call, you go to an office somewhere, you do whatever it is, you prepare for it, you, you get your questions prepared, you, you have your answers ready, and you go through the interview like it's the real interview. You get it recorded so that you can see what you do. What are your nervous tics? What are your vocal pauses? What other gestures do you have? Everybody most people have a video camera in their pocket. Our smartphones are great video cameras. Prop it up somewhere, have somebody hold it, whatever you need to do, record your mock interviews. Now, all the mock interviews that I do, I do them over Skype, I record them, I upload them so that students can can see them right away. It's very important to actually say out loud what your answers are. 
you can prepare as much as you can by thinking about the answers that you're going to give. But until you actually say it out loud, until you actually get those words through your lips, you don't know how it's going to sound. You don't know how those words are going to land on somebody else. And that's the key to a mock interview. There's so much feedback that I give about the the answers given and how they can just rearrange some of the words and just make it so much stronger to to the interviewer with how they answered it. A lot more positive, less negative, uh, a lot more um, just just excited. There, there's a lot of things that you can do as when you listen to what you were previously thinking and you actually hear what you said, a lot of stuff can come out of the come out of that. And so you need to do the mock interview. You need to understand what the stress level will be like for you, what the actual day will be like. Because until you actually go sit down in front of somebody, you're not going to know how your body's going to respond. <laughs> you, you may be perfectly fine, or you may have a panic attack. I don't know. Hopefully you don't have a panic attack. But the the goal is to understand and control your responses because you've practiced. And that's where the mock interview comes in. So I, I hope that was a lot of good information. The medical school interview is, is such a key part to the application process that I, I, I think a lot of students take for granted and and think, well, if I get an interview, they obviously like my grades, like my GPA, they, they like my MCAT, they like everything, so, so they just want to make sure that, that I can talk. And the majority of students probably don't do very well just by, by showing up and going, you know what, I'm, I'm a, a normal, quote-unquote, normal person, I'll be fine. They're looking for so much more than that. So you need to understand and, and prepare for this. And uh, I, I uh, hope to help you in that preparation. We do a lot of mock interviews through the Academy, uh, which is closed right now as we record this, but you can go to jointheacademy.net and see if we are open. But I've been doing a lot of one-on-one interviews, and, and I do uh, a closed interview, an open interview. I do an MMI, and then I do a, a follow-up interview or any kind of follow-up. So typically four, we meet four times on Skype, and uh, we make sure that you are prepared for your interview. If you think you need some interview help, then email me, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net, and put in the subject, interview help, and uh, I'll make sure to respond to you quickly and hopefully get you on your path to where you need to go. I want to play a, a short testimonial from from Andrew, who is now a medical student at uh, University of Louisville. And I, I did some mock interviews with him, and this is what he had to say about it. it. It was really key, I think, to have that insight. It really made 
going in uh, and interviewing at Louisville a lot easier for me because I certainly knew the kinds of questions that they were going to ask. I think a big thing from you, a big piece of advice was to know myself more than simply to prepare for those scenario type questions that everybody else liked to focus on. And that was a huge help. Uh, one of my interviewers, you know, you only get two interviews and one of my interviewers didn't even ask me any scenario based questions. It was all purely based off of, you put this in your secondary, you put this in your AMCAS, tell me more about that. And so I think just having that insight was huge for me. But I think even the scenarios during the interview were huge because those are the exact same kind of questions that I got asked during my interview. So there were really no surprises going in, and it really made me comfortable on interview day. All right, again, if you have any questions, if you want some help with your interview, uh, mock interview prep, Email me, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net, and in the subject, put interview help. All right, so it's that time again where I get to thank the amazing students that left us ratings interviews in iTunes. Again, medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes is your opportunity to go um, leave a rating interview if you have not done that yet. We have KMT30, who says, great, love the podcast, keep the helpful and interesting information coming. Thank you, KMT30. We have uh, med student, comma, MS3, which is interesting, a a third-year med student leaving a rating interview, says, uh, extremely helpful. So thank you for that rating interview. Uh, Nephron says, better than your uncle who got into Harvard. (laughs) That's a great title. Uh, When applying to medical school, there is no shortage of advice. Everyone has an opinion, and it can result in a lot of confusion. Ryan brings authority to the subject through his deep knowledge. Listen to just a few podcasts, and uh, you will see the difference between, quote-unquote, I got into med school in 1989, and an expert who studies every aspect of the admissions process. That's cool. Thank you, Nephron, for that rating interview. And one more from Sayral, I think, S-A-I-R-A-L, says, awesome, I'm a non-traditional student. Um, By the way, this is, uh, you're one of 50% of the listeners to this podcast are non-traditional students, so the majority of you are, or or the, the, yeah, the majority of you are. So it says, I'm a non-traditional student trying to make my way through post-bac and into medical school, and... This has been immensely beneficial to me. So glad I found this. Um, And it continues. So again, thank you for that rating and review. Again, if you have not left a rating and review yet, medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes is your opportunity to do that. It it helps us immensely as iTunes uh, algorithms use rating and reviews as one way of, of... telling them that this podcast is important and more people should listen to it. All right, go check out our sister, our partner podcast or partner magazine premedlife.com. They have awesome articles, great magazines, tons of great stuff for you to check out premedlife.com. If you're struggling with the MCATs and need some one-on-one tutoring with the MCAT, go to nextsteptestprep.com. Let them know you heard about them from the Medical School Headquarters podcast, and they'll give you a discount with their uh, one-on-one tutoring packages. As always, I hope you got a ton of great information out of the show today. 
and I hope you join us next time here at the Medical School Headquarters Podcast.